Our epistle lesson this morning is taken from Paul's letter to the Colossians that we find in chapter 3, beginning in verse 12. Hear now these words of Paul. As God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. Bear with one another. And if anyone has a complaint against another, forgive each other, just as the Lord has forgiven you so you also must forgive. Above all, clothe yourselves with love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in the one body. And be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Teach and admonish one another in all wisdom, and with gratitude in your hearts sing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs to God. And whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. And this is the Word of God. Thanks be to God. Well, everyone, we have officially made it to Labor Day weekend. This is a milestone every year, and especially this year, when up has felt like down and down has felt like up, it's nice to come upon a holiday, a day every year, that transition us from one season to the next. I know we're all quite ready for that transition. Did you know that Labor Day has been around for a long time? The very first Labor Day celebration was in New York City, September 5, 1882. At the time, American workers worked at least 12 hours a day for six days a week, and so 10,000 people gathered together to march from City Hall to Union Square, and they were asking for um, smaller hours working. They wanted to work eight hours. They wanted eight hours for sleep, eight hours for recreation. They also wanted fair wages and working conditions. And as we know, popularity grew up from this very first Labor Day celebration. After this very first parade that they had with over 10,000 people, they had concerts and speeches and picnics and even ended the day with fireworks. Now, of course, Labor Day is a federal holiday that was established in 1894. And the intended purpose of Labor Day from the very beginning was a day set aside to celebrate the value and dignity of work. And so I thought today on this Labor Day weekend, it would be a good time for us to think about our labors how we spend our day, what we consider our job, or the things that we have to do to get through the day. Of course, work looks different depending on who you are and what your time is filled with, especially since working from home has become the norm over the last few months. Our days may be filled with wildly different jobs, tasks, and expectations, but all of our labors are important. So to do this today, we are going to look at Colossians chapter 3. This passage gives us a key to reorient our hearts and minds back to the reason we do anything at all. Colossians 3 reminds us of the why. Knowing this can help our work feel meaningful and important and remind us of the value and dignity of our work, especially as Christians. Upon meeting someone new in the United States, there are a series of standard questions that you might ask. Things like, what is your name? Where are you from? 
but it won't be long before you ask someone, what do you do? And this is because we're trying to connect with that person. We're trying to understand something about them and knowing what they do, how they spend their days, gives you a little piece of information about this person you're meeting. But on another level, we want to know what that person does because people spend eight hours a day or longer doing whatever they consider their job or their work. And so over time, as many of you know, what you do and who you are kind of becomes intertwined. It's hard to separate who you are from what you do. This focus and obsession about what we do begins from a very early age. Preschoolers, from the time that they're able to think about the future, we ask them, what do you want to be when you grow up? And they might answer cute things like firefighters or teachers or astronauts. I recently heard a friend's child say they wanted to be a daddy when they grow up, which is really precious and cute. And we talk about these things. What do you want to be instead of what do you want to do? We talk about this work and this vocation as something that is valuable, filled with excitement and possibility. But the reality is our jobs and our work are rarely this whimsical when it comes to everyday nine to five jobs. People typically fall into one of two categories when thinking about work. There are the people that live to work. And what I mean by this is there are some people that you look at you look at what they do with their lives, how they spend their days, and you think that is exactly what that person was made for. I can't imagine them doing anything else. Perhaps you see someone who's a teacher and you think, of course they're a teacher. It makes perfect sense. Those people, I say, live to work because they get so much life and meaning out of the experience of working in their day-to-day -day lives. Or people fall into the second category, they work to live. And this, these are people who more or less go to work because they have to, to pay the bills because it's what you have to do. And it seems like those people don't get as much joy or life or meaning from those jobs. Perhaps the job that was once shiny and new has become routine and predictable. Certainly people can fluctuate between these two categories and maybe you find yourself towing the line between the two. I think it could change from day to day depending on what's going on. But here's the thing. I think we have to go back to our why. Why we do what we do, why we choose to spend our days the, the way that we do. We've gotta go back to the why. So we are going to look back to our baptism, which may feel like a total jump out of left field, but for those of us who follow Christ, our baptism gives us our why. Colossians chapter three is all about the new life we receive through Christ. Colossians chapter three verses one through three says, so if you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. For you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. This passage talks about a transition, a shift that takes place from an old previous existence before Christ to a new transformed existence that happens in our baptism when we are given new life through Christ. 
This new life that we are given, it's more than just a theoretical new life. It's a new identity. It's a new purpose, a new reason to live. And in that, we are given a job. We are given a responsibility and a holy calling that sets our lives apart from the rest of the world. Paul tells us in our section from Colossians 3 this morning that when you have given when you have been given this new life, when you have been raised with Christ, the peace of God rules in your heart and the word of God should dwell in you richly. And how can you not live differently as a result of that? This is not just a job for Sundays when you're at church or when we're at home with the kids at night. This holy calling on us should permeate our existence. It should be evident in our relationships, how we treat people, and certainly how we go through our everyday tasks. And while baptism marks an inward and spiritual change in a person when they're given that new life, it also should make us live differently in the world and perhaps even look differently in the world. In verse 12 of chapter 3, Paul tells Christians to clothe themselves with compassion, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. For early Christians, this clothing change was not just a metaphor, because at the time when a person was baptized, they were given new clothes to symbolize the inward and spiritual change which had taken place. And this was important and necessary as a reminder that baptism not only cleanses a person, but gives them new life. And a big part of that change that happens at baptism is this holy call to discipleship, to exemplifying Christ in all that we do. So again, we come back to the question, well, what do you do? How do you spend your days? For some people, it's a 40-hour work week. For some people, it's staying at home with a child. For some people, they've put their working days behind them. They are retired and happily doing that. But there are still ways that we can work and that we can center everything we do on Christ. God created us all with unique calls, different talents, different gifts. And so Paul tells us at the end of Colossians, Colossians 3.17, Whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of Jesus. In January of this past year, Mike and I went to a young clergy forum in Washington, D.C. with the General Board on Church and Society. I shared with you after this trip that one of the people we met with was the chaplain for the Senate. His name is Barry Black. He shared with us all kinds of wisdom about being a spiritual leader and teacher for the gospel over the Senate. It's a very unique position. It was clear to me that his job as chaplain of the Senate is not a nine to five job. It's not something he turns off, not something he can do half-heartedly. He is all in with this position. And that's why he was chosen for this highly esteemed chaplain job, because he is someone that is wholly devoted to spiritual life and raising up people to know Christ and to know that love of God. So during our session, he mentioned that he is a voracious reader and he mentioned that there are some books he reads every year because they keep him sharp. They remind him of his why, why he does anything at all. And one of those books was called The Prophet by Khalil Gibran. I'd never heard of this book, but I made a note that one day when I had a little more time, I would read that book and kind of set it aside. Well then, 
Over the last nine months since then, I have heard countless people, including Leanne, mention this book as a classic, as a must read that's full of wisdom. And then two weeks ago, I was in here, Kathy Stewart, our wonderful volunteer, was helping us with writing birthday cards and sending out the bulletins. And I noticed that the book was sitting right here in our library. So I thought I should pick it up and maybe read a little. So this book called The Prophet, again, is full of 26 fables by a Lebanese American poet and writer. He writes from the perspective of a prophet who was on his way home from a journey when he stopped by a crowd. And he decides to discuss with them issues of life and the human condition. It kind of reminds me of the Sermon on the Mount by the way he will pick a topic and talk about it and then move on to another topic. Well, one of those that he talks about is work. And I wanted to read to you a little of what he has to say about work. Always you have been told that work is a curse and labor a misfortune. But I say to you that when you work, you fulfill a part of earth's furthest dream, assigned to you when that dream was born. And in keeping yourself with labor, you are truly loving life. And to love life through labor is to be intimate with life's most inmost secret. Wow. This is such a different way than we typically talk about work. The way Gibran sees it, work is love made visible. And when we hold that, work can be love made visible, and we hold in our other hand the end of Colossians 3 in chapter in verse 17, when it says that we are to do all things in the name of Jesus, it begins to become a little more clear that all of our work matters, whatever we find ourselves doing. Gibran goes on to say, What is it to work with love? It is to weave the cloth with threads drawn from your heart, even if your beloved were to wear that cloth. It is to build a house with affection, even as if your beloved were to dwell in that house. It is to sow seeds with tenderness and reap the harvest with joy, even as if your beloved were to eat the fruit. When we work with love and remember our why, all of life and work can be meaningful, no matter how we spend our days. I'm here to tell you this morning that God has a calling on your life, a calling that will fill you with joy and peace and meaning. And how do I know this? Well, because you were fearfully and wonderfully made by a God who loves you, who knows you, who created you uniquely, you. So God has given you a specific calling to work, labor, and minister in all that you do, however you spend your days. When we bring our best selves to the table in everything that we do, the image of God is made more clear in the world. How we spend our days, working, volunteering, parenting, is not supposed to make us miserable or to feel like a hustle that we just have to get through. These labors are supposed to bring us life and meaning and make us feel like we are doing exactly what we are supposed to do. Paul and Gibran give us another way to reframe our mind, thinking about all we do. This is what Gibran says in a little paraphrase. If you are a student, study and learn 
for your beloved. If you are an artist, paint as if you are creating a masterpiece for your beloved. If you are a doctor, take care of your patients as if they were your beloved. If you are a stay-at-home parent, care for those children as if they were your beloved. And if you are retired, pray and volunteer for your beloved. And for those of us who follow Christ, the beloved there is Christ. So whatever you do, you can fill in the blank of that sentence and understand that all of our work can be meaningful. All of our work can be done for Christ, even if it's not in a typical ministry mindset. So for tomorrow, enjoy your day off. But on Tuesday, I encourage you to wake up and consider your why as you begin the week. Remind yourself who you are working for, your beloved. Remind yourself why you do what you do. Remember that why. We all have been given a holy call in our baptism, and that is to do everything in the name of Jesus. May we go and do that. In the name of God, our creator, redeemer, and sustainer. Amen.